the month of October. Wow, where has the year gone? And we've been living everyday wonder all year long. And this month, we're looking at finances and swimming in the infinite ocean of this abundance. And finances is one of them. The affirmation today, and I'd love for you to say this with me, I am always swimming in an ocean of infinite abundance. So this whole month, we're contemplating and wondering about finances. We'll follow the path of affirmative prayer treatment as well. So this week, we're looking at God is, as in everything. We look at the infinite source, and then next week, we have Daniel Namod speaking about what we need to know and what we don't need to know. In weeks three and four, we have a head-on look at money, a charged topic often in a church because somehow money and spirituality aren't supposed to go together. And yet, it's just an energy. And so we'll look at what that means. So we look at the nature of money and at our individual and collective beliefs about it. And finally, we'll look at the threefold process of the flow of good, and that will be at the end of the month. Finances can be an area of either immense joy or immense struggle. And I have to say, I've experienced both. Right now, it's joy and continues to be. And so it is. This month, we will begin with an awareness of the infinite source from which all things flow, and then follow that flow through the human experience, both personally and out into the world. Because it's really about flow. And flow means having it moving, having it be energetic, not just stagnant and staying in one place. So the beginning, infinite source. Do you believe that there is an infinite supply? What, what do you believe about that? So someone said yes, totally. Let's look at the abundant nature of the universe, for instance. Everywhere you look, there is more than enough of everything, isn't there? You know, even in insects, there, you know, there is more than enough. Like there is, and weeds, there is more than enough. I mean, there is more than enough dust, dead skin cells, hair, more than enough of everything. So why wouldn't there be more than enough money? Well, money isn't a natural thing. It's an agreement that we have made with each other on this transference of really goods and supplies and but it's also an energy and when you recognize that it's an energy and you start to play with it as an energy and I say play because I want you to be lighthearted about it. Let's expand how big our idea of big is because you'll hear people say well I would love to win the lottery and when I do these are all the good things I'm going to do with it because there's this underlying idea that I don't deserve it to do whatever I want with it. I bloody well better do something out there with other people so that I deserve to have it. But the thing is that if you have already received it, then you deserve it. And you can do whatever you want with it. And do you behave with it from a place of loving it and being generous? Or do you go into a fearful state? And that's just talking about the lottery, but that's also talking about, let's say, getting a windfall or having a large chunk of savings 
or any of those kind of things. Think about some of the greatest arguments that there have been with families and individuals has been around money. And why is that? Because there's fear around it. There's a misunderstanding of what it's really all about. So full screen here, Randy. So these are ideas that I'd like you to consider. We create through contemplation, or thinking would be another word for it. That's how our life is created. And we can contemplate lack and limitation, or abundance and flow, and we get to choose which one we're contemplating. And the universe is extravagant in its expression. I received a couple of tomatoes yesterday from Marcia from her garden, and she had just planted a couple of small plants. She has like 30 huge beefsteak tomatoes. Oh my goodness, they were good. She just had to give them away because there were so many. And that's really the nature of the universe. And if you're not experiencing that, then let's take the intention right now to say, how can I be open to experiencing abundance in every way in my life? Whether it be health, wealth, relationships, love, whatever it is that you're lacking, let's shift that thinking to one of abundance. Let's begin by practicing being open and curious about how spirit actually works. So divine mind, which is another word for God or love or even life, is the one and only reality. The infinite supply of ideas expressed as ideas is the true wealth and abundance of spirit. So, you know, we early on in a spiritual journey start to think, well, I'm waiting for God to give it to me. Somehow it's going to land in my lap. The thing is that it comes as ideas. And those ideas might be in your mind, or they might be an idea someone else has that they share with you. But that's how spirit works. It's not like this dude with a gray beard walks up to you and says, here's your pot of gold. It would be nice, but it's not, and it's even nicer the way that spirit does it because it's unique to each and every one of us to the amount that we're willing to receive. Remember the story of the woman with the, she ran out of oil and basically was told, get as many vessels as you can and, and you know when you run out of vessels, you'll run out of oil. And the concept of that story is that as big a container as you can create is as much as you will receive. And when you stop creating containers is when you stop the flow. So if it has stopped in some area of your life, it's because you've run out of containers. But guess who created the containers to begin with? You did. Okay, so... I know that's a little obscure, and let's get really real about this. How can I work this? So divine ideas are potential energies. And when you get an idea, it's just an idea. It's like a fluffy little cloud that floats by. And you can just watch it float by, or you can do something with it. And what are you inspired to do when you get an idea having to do with money? Because these ideas are available everywhere all of the time because spirit is everywhere all of the time, constantly knocking on your consciousness, saying that I have no limits, so neither do you. There is no such thing as lack or limitation in spirit. And you are one with spirit. So if you're living lack or limitation in any area, somehow you have 
just turned away from it or have blocked it off somehow. And usually it's in your thinking. Because spirit is impersonal. Spirit doesn't say, oh, I like you better than you. Spirit says, well, you have a great idea about money, so I'm going to give you a great abundance of it. Or you have a lack idea of money, I'm going to give you the experience of lack. There's no emotion attached to that. It just, that's the way it is. So how do you think about money and finances? That you have to do it all yourself? Or that it's an infinite supply, and as you get divine ideas, it starts to flow to you in some way. You can choose either one. I mean, people have created ideas about God, ideas about rules, about God being restrictive in its love, and a desire for suffering so that you can earn life and money, and that living in lack somehow is something to be proud of, or suffering is somehow how you become worthy. And those are all just human constructs, human ways of being, because we somehow thought we had to do that. And that somehow we're pleasing this God, or at least it was an old God for me, it's not my concept of God today, that I don't have to please God, I have to be God in action. And what does that mean? Be prosperous and open and creative and see where it leads me. And you know, these restrictions don't make sense because spirit is infinite presence. And as a human, we cannot conceive the infinite. Not really. You can imagine it in your mind but somehow, how do you imagine something that has no limits? Because we have limits, and so we think that everything else should have limits, but it doesn't. It's whole, it's perfect, it's complete, and it can express as freedom in your life. And if it isn't, it's one of two reasons. Either you like having the challenges, and somehow that fulfills you, or you haven't practiced it enough, or maybe you didn't realize that there's something else that you can do in the way that you're thinking and responding to those thoughts to experience that freedom. I had the wonderful opportunity this week to contemplate my own spiritual journey around finances. And it, it as in money, expressed exactly according to my beliefs in every stage of my life. And I remember saying early on when I started in business, for instance, that uh, I had to work for every dollar that came in. And so I had to work for every dollar that came in. And if I wanted to have more than came in, then I had to borrow it, it to, for me to have more that I then had to pay back. And then I started to learn spiritual principles, and I started to learn that what I can conjure up in my mind with feeling starts to show up in my life. And that was that starting to integrate those divine ideas. So we started a mastermind group. We called it the Divine Mind Group because we didn't want it to be somebody else's. We wanted to create our own. And what that was was that a group of people got together and they could believe for you when you couldn't believe for yourself the truth that was possible for you. 
And so we were struggling financially because I had given up a job where I was working for myself and every hour that I worked, I got paid for that work. And now I wasn't working for myself. I was sort of in limbo and I wanted to be a student of spirituality and, and I didn't really know how to do any of this. And they said, well, if you imagine what it feels like to have money, you're going to have money come to you. I thought, okay, well, let's play with this. So every week we would each affirm whatever it was that we wanted and I would affirm things like, well, I'd like $5,000. Like, I, you know, I had glass ceilings on everything. Why didn't I say I want 10 million? But I couldn't, I couldn't in good conscience feel worthy at that point to say, you know, I deserve 10 million. So I would say 5,000 or 10,000. And so it started to happen in the most interesting ways. An uncle of mine that I hadn't seen for years and years passed and I ended up receiving an inheritance through the government because he had no one that was looking after his estate for $21,000. Six months later, the bank, and I've told you this story before, some of you anyway, put in $5,000 into our account and didn't want it back, and we don't know where it came from. <laughs> Three weeks later, they put in another 11000 Again, we didn't know where it came from. And what was I doing during that time? I was imagining the best that I could that I had a ton of money and I didn't really know how to feel it. So what I imagined was going to the bank machine and getting a, a statement from the bank machine. You know how it comes out in a little piece of paper. And the money, the amount that was in the bank account was so large that there weren't, wasn't enough room on the paper for all the zeros. And I would imagine myself going, oh, wow, driving through the drive-thru. And Randy was playing the same game, and we would do it every day. But he would imagine he was like um, Scrooge, where he was sitting on his pile of coins and bags of money, if you've seen that cartoon before. And he would imagine that. And it was during this time that all this money started to flow in. And it came from not us having to work, but we were working with spirit is what we were doing. And we weren't asking for a specific amount. We were just feeling the joy of what it would feel like to have money. So I invite you just to take a minute right now and just close your eyes. And what image would you conjure up if you were as wealthy as you're willing to be at this point? And then imagine it just a little bit more than that. So maybe you have a ton of money in the bank, or maybe it's that you're on vacation 10 times a year because you have so much money, or, or maybe you're able to go and buy those wonderful handmade chocolates every week, or you can buy yourself a bouquet of roses every week because you have more than enough to be able to do that. Or maybe you've hired the best gourmet chef to make you vegan food every day, and he comes and or she comes and creates it for you. What, what are you seeing in your mind? And then to know that as you conjure that up with that feeling of fun and joy, then the way is for spirit to figure out. You have conjured up what it is that you're choosing to create in your life. Okay, I know you want to stay there for a while, but you want to come back now? <laughs> 
That's all you have to do on a daily basis. And maybe it's play with it. Say, okay, this is my 10-minute playtime. I'm going to imagine what my life is like when I have more than enough of everything. So to have a healthy relationship with wealth, we must have a healthy relationship with spirit. And that means seeking the kingdom first. And that's what using your imagination, because that's one of the faculties of spirit, is doing. Is you're having a healthy, open, receptive relationship with spirit. You're having a healthy one too when you're in lack. But do you really want to continue that? Like why not be open to more rather than less? We find that kingdom within ourselves. You know, it's a very archaic word in religion saying the kingdom of God. The thing is that think of it as that's the place where all the riches are. The big, beautiful rooms and everything you could possibly want. Imagine it's right where you are and that you can go to any one of those rooms and just enjoy all those things because they're yours. And then when you come back to this reality, somehow, some way, it's going to start showing up. And start to notice as individuals are offering things. And maybe normally you'd say, oh, well, I couldn't do that because there might be strings attached or something. Like, no, I, I'm going to say no. Why not say yes and say, you know, when you're tired of it, then you can give it away to somebody else. And change your attitude about it. God is a word beyond anything that can be conceived or named. And in some aspects of religion, they actually don't even pronounce it because you, how can you pronounce something that's infinite? And this is what Joseph Campbell has said. And from Matthew, your Father in heaven knows that all these things are also necessary for you. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So it's in a slightly older language, but it's saying exactly what I've just told you today. That when you connect with the spirit within and play with these ideas, with using your imagination, because that's your God-given talent, and feel it in your body, that that's seeking the kingdom of heaven. And I want to hear about what happens. I want to hear those stories of abundance and joy. Abundance is not something that we acquire. It's something we tune into. That's Wayne Dyer. And this is Ernest Holmes. God is spirit. Spirit is substance. And substance is supply. This is the keynote to a realization of a more abundant life to the demonstration of success in financial matters. Excuse me. And again, Ernest Holmes, it's right that we should be successful, for otherwise spirit is not expressed. I mean, have you ever been told that? That rather than feeling guilty for, for having great things, that you're expressing life and God and abundance through being successful. I mean, we were taught to not brag about stuff and not be joyful about those things. And it's understandable in cer certain circumstances because there are other people who are in lack and say, oh, well, I'll come take it from you. You know, and then we get into this fear mode. But why not find a way that is comfortable for you to enjoy what it is that you have? 
The divine cannot lack for anything, and we should not lack for anything that makes life worthwhile on, here on this earth. And I agree with that totally. It's taken me a while to learn that. And anything that I don't have or I'm not experiencing is because I chose it somehow. And I know that. So this is from Eric who's the Unity Minister and wonderful author. When we establish ourselves in the consciousness of God, the whole universe moves to flow into us with its abundance, life and substance. Into us. It is, it is through us that it happens. Yes, it might show up in some way, like we've got some really great leather chairs. If anybody was desiring to have a couple of leather chairs, we're giving them away to our community. You can say yes, but you have to carry them yourself, okay? <laughs> what was the idea of God's relationship to wealth that you grew up with? It was like the two were, you know, diametrically opposed. You know, this was a new concept when I first heard it, that God and abundance are synonymous. God and money are synonymous. What is your idea of it now? Are you starting to have a bigger idea of it? I hope so. So where do you see the extravagant nature of the universe? I sure saw it in some raindrops this week. It was in the wind in Florida. It's in the clouds in the sky, the leaves that are falling off the trees. Somebody once said that, um, uh, I can't think of it right now, so I'm gonna come back to it. <laughs> what feelings do words like opulence, extravagance, wealth bring up for you? You know, I try to incorporate more words like that into my vocabulary. And you might think I'm trying to be kind of fancy, but it's because they make me feel good. You know, I, I say those words and, you know, like I say, glorify. Because it just, it feels good. So this is from the Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh. This is a quote. Some people believe that money is bad, but still they want money. Money is not bad at all, and we can train anew our sponsoring thought about it. We can train by reversing the thought-word-deed process. We can start with deed, doing money actions, then we word it, and then our thought is trained. So how can you behave in such a way as if you have money? And you start first with that imagining. Perhaps it might be to treat yourself to something you've been stingy about so that you can have a joy in, you know, saying that I did this for myself. He continues to say there is enough money in the world and enough time, love, food, water, and compassion to share with everyone. And this is from Reverend Ike, and it's about three or four slides, but he talks about giving money to the poor. He says, you know that there is plenty, but poor people don't know that. So do not think twice about giving a beggar ten, a 10 pound note. Just give it and do not let thought kill the idea. You know, if you can give from a place of generosity, then you are actually increasing your own abundance. But if you're giving from, oh, I really don't have it to give and, and he really needs it, there's a negative constrictive idea there, isn't there? 
And he continues to say, there is much more money where you come from. You know it. The beggar doesn't know it. And this is what separates the two of you. Do not feel poor as the beggar. Just give the 10-pound note. Do it quick before your root thought, the negative one, gets you. And he continues to say, to change a root thought, you will need to act in accordance with a new idea. Do it often so your mind will get the new idea, the idea of abundance, of lots of money. Think of ways, maybe experiment with that this week. How can you just be spontaneously generous? And then even if afterwards you're not, just say, well, I'm, I'm still practicing. I'm exercising this. And each time you do it, do as much as you can to not feel negative. If, you know, if it's a quarter that makes you feel happy, if it's a 10-pound note and makes you feel happy. And that will turn into reality. In evolution, we change our mind and get rid of the old thoughts of other people that have dominated us. And what he means by that is that all this thinking that we have, we grew up with. Other people taught it to us, and we thought that that was really the reality. But the thing is, you can create your own reality about abundance, about anything, about health, about love. There should be a point in your life where you no longer work for money, and money works for you. And how do you reach that point? Mentally first. See all the zeros with a number at the front, not at all zeros. <laughs> Experience being abundance. What does that feel like? You had a little experiment today. Gave you an idea. Experience being God, not by doing, but by being. Be prosperous. So our affirmation to end, I am infinite abundance. Want to say that with me? I, I am infinite, infinite abundance.
wanna be one with the knowing, ever present.